Welcome to the Redeeming Identity Podcast. I am Scott, uh, co-host of the podcast, and across the internet from me right now <laughs> on Zoom, we have uh, Aaron, the yes. creator of the podcast. Yeah. Um, and over the past couple of weeks, Aaron, uh, really since the beginning of this podcast, what we've really been discussing, so people get context of, of the podcast and what we're doing and why we're doing it, is your story. And yes. your story of, of struggling with mental health and, and same-sex attraction, um, sexual addiction, and, and how you have found freedom mm-hmm. on this side of things and the struggles you've been through. Um, and so uh, tell me a little bit about what we're going to hear on today's podcast. Yeah, so on this, <clears throat> on this episode, uh, Megan and I got to record last week. You were uh, having some... I think some recovery stuff from some surgery and, and I've been out for a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. we got together one time and we couldn't get the equipment to work. So, yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so it's, it's picking up after uh, Megan almost walked away and uh, I kind of had my last relapse really into uh, pornography addiction and um, so we're kind of picking up there. We'll, we'll get into, uh, the engagement story and kind of into getting ready for a wedding. And then, uh, we'll talk about the year 2020 and, uh, I don't know anybody. I, I really don't know anybody who 2020 did not hit, uh, in some way. I, it's, it, it'll be, it would be rare to find anybody in our world that wasn't affected by, COVID and, um, and just the crisis of everything shutting down and the world really shaking. And, and so get to hear that, uh, as well as the beginning portions of really a mental health breakdown that we'll finally get to next week or next episode. Uh, so we'll finally get to that next episode, but on this one, talk about the opening kind of portions of why I stopped taking my medication and the wrong beliefs behind that, uh, that even delve into identity. Um, I I thought it would make me less godly, uh, less of a husband and, and weak. Uh, so I, I, those were kind of some of those thoughts. So kind of talking about identity there and, and then Megan even sharing about her own battles, when it came to uh, us, basically, or her basically losing a uh, dream that she had had for a long time for, yeah. for a, her wedding to look a certain way, her wedding day and all that. So I really believe it's going to bless people. And um, I'm going to read this psalm now and, I'm, and I'll share it again on the podcast. But just it's been re- very relevant the past few days for yeah, people on the circle. Yeah. Yeah. Including me. Yes. And and I know, you know, uh, if, if you are living in, you know, right now in 2022, September, and you live in the United States or anywhere, uh, our world seems to follow uh, what's happening in this Psalm. And so I don't know what was going on in David's life or these sons of Korah in Israel back then, but Psalm 46, here we go. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. 
Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. Mm. He lifts his voice. Mm. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's go. Awesome, guys. Well, um, without any further ado, I know you don't want to hear us talk. You don't want to hear the story. So uh, I hope y'all get a blessing out of this, guys. We're praying for you. And uh, here's Aaron and Megan. How are you? I'm good. You have a good day. You know, this is a normal day. Tell me my about my cubicle life. Tell me about your printer. My printer has finally worked the last two days. What are your general feelings towards your printer, though? I want to punch it, <laughs> but it's going to be okay. I, I, I think the IT people want to punch it and do a lot more damage to it yeah. than I do because. Almost was very tempted to pull my camera out and videotape these men <laughs> um, because they were huffing and puffing. Yes, it's great. So but it's been great last two days. So I want to show you a video clip. I'm not going to do it on here, obviously. But my brother, uh, I remember he loved this movie, um, and it was, it was really hilarious. It was called Office Space. And these guys are in a cube, cube farm type office, which is the type of office my wife works in. Yes. Yep. And uh, they end up taking a printer out to a field and uh, basically executing it. With a, it with a baseball, with a baseball bat? bat. Because yeah. they're so angry at their printer. Yes. <laughs> so. Hopefully all is good now. Yes. Anyway, that's a, that's a day in our life. Um, <laughs> my life yes I do have a tendency to talk to my computer and so that's why today we're going to talk about mental health it <laughs> <laughs> oh. might be triggered by your many issues that happen at the office with computers and yes. printers yes um, no it's uh, and this podcast today might explain why we can laugh about mental health and why that's a healthy thing to do and why are we talking about mental health at all even as a part of this podcast redeeming identity so 
we're going to backtrack all the way to where we left off last time when we talked about seeing ourselves and seeing the world around us, seeing others through God's eyes and believing what he says to be true. And so uh, Megan had gone home for a long weekend with her parents and had some really good heart-to-hearts with them. And and uh, that was in 2019. And, and we, I don't know if you say got back together. I don't know the exact right terminology. But. It was interesting terms that I, I used the word, we're going to pause this. Don't know what that means. Pause. It just means that I couldn't make any. I think it, in my brain it was, I can't make a, any decision right now. So I need everything to just stop. So I did. So that's kind of what happened. We just, we didn't break up. We just stopped. It's very wise. We just stopped until I could have the right uh, reaction. And and, because I knew my decision was going to be very, um, it was going to be very, what's the word I'm trying to describe it? Flesh. It could have been in my flesh. Yes, it would have been very fleshy. It would have been mostly out of my feelings Mm. and feelings driven versus prayer, you know, asking the Lord to direct yeah. my heart and and then let him speak to me on how I should respond. Now, a side note is it's not wrong to feel those feelings. When, you know, when I crossed the lines, when I betrayed you, and so that's something that is also, you know, it's a good thing to remember and to share with anybody out there, we are never going to advocate for you to suppress, um, you know, the hurt and the trauma and different things that uh, that have been done to you or the, the trauma that you've even caused yourself. Or, or um, It's a very healthy thing to actually feel those feelings um, and to process. So... Uh, just that was a quick side note there, but back to the to the story. Um, so fast forwarding, my sister's uh, wedding was coming up, and we made it through the summer. Made it through the summer. My sister's wedding was coming up, and that was a God story as well for her and her husband. Um, and I remember going shopping with my brother for the ring. Uh, there was, uh, I don't remember what my excuse was. I was like, I'm going to help Brandon move a washer down the stairs yes, or something. That was your excuse. Cause I, and was getting, I did help. Him move, I was getting my nails and toes done that day. I did help him move and the, the, it was either a dryer or a washer. And that was when they were living in a house that was two stories with a near, very narrow, um, hallway or staircase that wasn't fun at all um so anyway um snuck up there went to a store in birmingham and and they helped me pick out a really good diamond and a nice band that was rose gold yes i knew what i wanted she said i want (laughs) a rose gold with a solitaire and i said yes gotcha and so um, very classical, traditional. Yes. 
her favorite movie is Beauty and the Beast, and she is very much a princess belle. <laughs> I don't think that's anything to do with I know, I don't know. <laughs> We've been talking about marriage. I mean, yes. through the summer, I think I was just anxious because I didn't know when it was going to happen and almost a little impatient in some ways. Yeah. But I knew God's timing and, you know, um, so... And on this one, I was very patient, where she was impatient as well. Yes. Um, and and just kind of, it's like, when is it coming? And, yeah. and I think I even asked you one time, <laughs> and you were very much, very guarded about it. But you had a pretty good answer. I don't remember what I said. You said, um, how do you put it? You said, well, I just don't want to go into debt. Oh, and that's the truth. Cause, and then I later found out that, Thank you, you, Dave that you you didn't want to charge anything. You wanted to pay it completely. Yeah. So you wanted to be able to. But then there was the the um, good brother of you that you wanted to not overshadow your sister's exactly. wedding and the excitement of her her marriage yes. to Scott. And so, yeah. That was a very good Which I think is, I, I kind of felt that too. Yeah. And that I'm was... so glad that you did that and honored her in that but i didn't wait long after because it was the weekend after yes it was the weekend <laughs> after we celebrated uh, hers yes the uh weekend after her wedding so it was october the 12th is that 13th or the 12th 12th or the 13th that we got engaged in a place called Gold Star Park. My, our first date. Our, the place where we went on our first date, and that was one of the places Megan thought I would propose to her, but it didn't happen the way she planned. <laughs> so let's hear, let's hear oh what you thought about well, what what were you gonna, what were you expecting, or what would you, what were you wanting me to do? Well, I mean, you got one thing right because I did tell him no matter what he did, I want my parents and my brother, like my family to be there, brother and sister-in-law to be there. Um, possibly his family. I just wanted to be able to hug my mom. Like that was important to me, to hug my mother, like when I got the ring. And so you did that. It's great. <laughs> they were there and my brother and sister-in-law were there. They took photos. And... um so, but I think as a young girl, you just have this like fairy tale proposal. I'm thinking I'm going to be like, we go to a nice dinner. Like I look nice. I have like a pretty dress on and makeup and hair's done and my nails are done. And, you know, I'm just, you know, there's like candles everywhere, you know, and like roses, you know, like I just think of like, above and beyond mm -hmm. and there's you know that's just my thought process and so um but that was not how you proposed to me no. um it was a rainy afternoon on a sunday we had gone to church and then we just do what we normally do on a sunday we went back to um my where i was living with my aunt and uncle at the time and watched um we watched like family <laughs> he usually takes a nap or something i usually watch a hallmark movie or something and um, but I remember it starting to sprinkle and, you know, at this time we've already had lunch. I've got a t-shirt on jeans, makeup's half gone. Um, and he's like, Hey, let's, let's go on a walk. I'm like, I'm not going to go on a walk. It's raining. I literally argued with you for a while. And, but 
you know, you're, I'm sure you're like, I have to get you out of the house. Like, and I noticed him keep checking his phone a little bit, but I wasn't really sure. Like I was completely oblivious. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so he finally convinces me, get your rain jacket. Let's just go get out of the house. I've just been cooped up too long, which is also not unlike you, because Mm -hmm. if you're inside too long or feel constrained, you're like, please get me out of here. You know, you do that all the time. So anyway, so we go out and you're very quiet. Again, I don't think of anything. And it's really funny because I had this like weird tangent of like, remember? I remember <laughs> so mad. I was, okay. So I don't even think I've even told your mom this yet. So it's probably confession time. And she's going to be like, what? Uh, but I found out, I think it was her and like Ella and your niece, our niece, but at the time, and then um, Stephanie, weren't they all going to a play or something? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, they were going to some type of play or trip or something. But I'm thinking, I was like, man, like they, they didn't were going invite to Disney on ice. They were doing something, and I was like, man, they didn't even invite me. Like, I guess I'm just like, and I just I, again a little inward struggle of just not feeling a part of the family, and then kind of brought back memories of like us dating and not really feeling like his family was on board with our relationship. I mean, just serviced all these things and he's just quiet. Like I said, well, I guess until we get engaged, I'll never be a part of the family, <laughs> not knowing that we were on the way to my engagement. Walking and, to the you know, and once I aired out a little bit of that feeling, he, and I went, you know what? I'm just, this is, that's not right. Like they love me. Like, that's not their intent. Like, I just, you know, and I tend to do that. Like, I may air, air out some dirty laundry, but then I, like, catch myself because because I genuinely know the truth. Like, your parents love me, and your family love, loved us despite all the things we went through and we were working through. Anyway, so we get to the park and um, start walking, and you pull out an envelope <clears throat> that has... Because his excuse was, I remember now, your excuse the week prior was that he lost our anniversary card because it was act the the day that Stephanie and Scott were, got married was our one year anniversary. Yes. So we both got little gifts for each other, or like a, a card or something. But you, your excuse was that you forgot it. Yeah. Because we had to travel to, to Georgia for the wedding, and and I let that go too because I just know you. That's not unlike you to lose something. <laughs> and so I was like, all right. So he said, you know, I found your card. So I was like, oh, okay. And then um, he said, well, why don't you read it? And I'm like, okay. Well, I start, he said, no, read it out loud. I'm like, that's weird, but fine. This is just, I was completely oblivious. And it was Proverbs 31. And um, so get to all of it, you know, just reading through it. And gets to the end, and he says something about who can find a woman as noble or something as you. I can't remember the exact words. Um, he said, I found her and, like, basically said, would you be would you be my wife or something like yeah. that. Like, I, I wish I had it right now. I'd read it. It's yeah. somewhere in the house. Um, and I would lost it. Yeah. No, and I was like, I was like, he got down on one knee, and I was like, what? And I have video to prove this. And I'm literally screaming at him, now, now you're going to ask me now like this? <laughs> <laughs> not, like, no, it's actually, she said, not, not now. now. 
like th- now now <laughs> so <laughs> so he wasn't sure if i was gonna say yes or no <laughs> wow <laughs> But her parents drove all the way up there. Yeah, I can hear the clicks of my brothers. It comes out with her, with Bailey. They're click click click, click and they're just like getting this so whole thing. So explain what you meant by not now. Not now, meaning I just the whole is the whole thing I just said earlier. Like I just had this picture of how you were going to do it, and that was not it. So I couldn't believe that you were doing it that way. So, um, but he got me. He got me good. So and so that's. But it. I did say yes. <laughs> so we got engaged. Um, we had a big dinner celebration with Olive Garden. I think we had Olive Garden. Honey, we went back to Missy and Troy's. Did they have Olive Garden? No, they no. No, it wasn't Olive Garden. Cheese fingers and just yeah, just right. party type well, foods I and I have Garden. no idea. You don't remember anything. <laughs> I'll go in my brain, I guess. I'm an Italian. What you know, we love some Italian food. It's good. Um, yeah, but we get engaged. And immediately the planning begins. The, pain, the planning ensued. <laughs> that night. Yeah. Not not the next day, that night. <laughs> yeah, your your parents show up, get to celebrate with us. and. And then after they all left, we got on your phone and started looking at dates. And, and so it began. It did. It started pretty pretty fast. But it's good that I had a Pinterest board already ready. Already. How many did? How long had you had that Pinterest board? Oh gosh, I had that for years. I'm talking about probably since Pinterest came out. Mm-hmm. I had it was called someday my prince guys, will come guys, <laughs> that was that is i still have it guys take someday note. my prince will come and had everything not, about dresses not, and uh, all sorts and not every of stuff. every woman uh is is a pinterest woman but those that are they already have their whole wedding planned out from yeah start you just have to, to ask so yeah there's hey i try to help a brother and a sister out here, you know, there's a lot. There of, is. There's a lot of people I know praying for God to bring them that uh, the helper suitable. If you look at the Old Testament words, or the the one my soul longs for, and the whatever. What's the, what's the one you that said? is that is him. So um, you know, as as uh, our pastor recently said at a men's event. Guys, stop playing video games till two in the morning and go out and take a girl out on a date. So, there you the go. The right girl. The right girl. She loves Jesus and she is. She's at church. She's at church and she is uh, stable in her mental health and emotions. And walking with the Lord. And walking with Jesus. Well, so. I wouldn't say stable in her mental health. We have all. We all have. We all are crazy. We all have, yes. But we, we all, all are. We all have things that we struggle with. Yes. There's no perfect person. Yes. But. Very true. So, anyway, we go on from. I feel like the, the wedding planning was the easiest part. It was. Considering what we're, what happens uh, to us yeah. later in life. But, well, you it, know, it really was not it, very, I, I really don't, it really was not very stressful. I think no. we both, I think because you know, we both had, we, we were older in getting married. We're in our thirties versus early twenties. Like we have gone through a lot of life already. We've gone through what we, a, a heavy 
um, testing of our relationship through our dating yeah. with what well, we had a walk that we already had stable, um, you know, accountability in yeah. our life, in our marriage. Mm-hmm. We already knew. I had a job. You had, yes, you were. <laughs> it had a job. You were tithing and praise God. That's two good things. Women be looking for a man that loves Jesus is serving in the church, has a job, and he ties, yeah. and he loves his mama. That's right. And you see how he treats her. That's a big deal. Um, because if he can treat his mom with respect, he'll treat you with respect. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was a side note. But, yeah, I think it was pretty easy. We just started planning. We planned the wedding for March, um, and, you know, we're getting things lined up where where we're living. Um, I started, I mean, I had started a new job in 2019. So all that was in order. We March March would be March, 2020. Well, that, yes, that was the date of our wedding, March, 2020. And um, so, yeah, we just begin to plan the wedding. We go through marriage counseling, get all the the boxes checked. And um, 2020 came. Got the whole wedding planned. Yeah, it's, it's planned, ready to go. Got so, everything lined up. So, a side note, 2020 came, and we go to a church that has what's called 21 Days of Prayer. Uh, in the in the January version, it's 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, and then there's in August, there's always 21 Days of Prayer. And it's when the whole church gets together every day for 21 days, uh, Except for Saturday mornings, obviously you don't have to get up at at five thirty in the morning and be there. But every morning during the week, we're at church at six a.m. for an hour of prayer and always a little message. And so there was one one day of the whole thing um, that had to do with healing. Uh, our, our pastor was talking about. You know God's desire to, to heal us, and and all we need to do is receive it, and and different things like that. And I had already been, as we've previously discussed, going to therapy, and had one therapist after my, you know, the big breakdown that happened in 2015, where uh, where I was semi-diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, but not really followed up on, except for just taking a medication. And I always felt, um, I don't know, I don't know exactly, I don't think it was necessarily a pastor that I heard say one-on-one. And so, I don't know, this is just my experience is that I just felt like I received negative feedback anytime I talked about medication when it came to anxiety or depression or anything like that within the church. And so with that background and about to marry this beautiful woman of God who comes from a godly family, there was this thought in my mind that I I kind of felt like, no, I, I don't need to be on this medication because I, I, you know, Megan comes, her dad's a pastor and, you know, I don't know how he'll feel about that. And, and so there was all of these kind of thoughts going on in my head. And 
one t- one day I accidentally took two of one of the pills and I had a really bad episode yeah. where it caused vertigo and I threw everything up and you know long story short <clears throat> because of obsessive compulsive disorder and just I don't know what else I came to the conclusion that well, it's obvious that I don't need to be on this medication if it's going to do things like that. And so mix that with um, he, with hearing, you know, in good in good faith and good, you know, nothing negative, but just pastors and uh, hearing like, you know, God's healing so that you don't have to take, yeah, you know, but... Well, and I think a lot of that, too, it's not that, like you said, this is just how how sometimes even what is good. Yeah, what's not even said in the wrong Exactly, what's not even really pointed towards you. It wasn't that you sought counsel with someone. No, I just misconstrued it. I think you just, your mind, and even, and and this isn't just without what the enemy does. He take, a lot of, will take truth and he will twist it and... And even what can seem to be good in the wrong context, context can be completely yes. blown into a whole other direction, which is what I believe happened for you. Yeah. It's just, you know, you in, in that moment, I think that was a, a, a point that you came to where it just it just completely yeah. got and, and the enemy used that. And, and that happened. And, and this is a similar thing that to people I've heard that have bipolar as well. So there's a lot of, I've I've noticed what seem to be a lot of similarities between obsessive compulsive disorder and bipolar depression, which there's these manic type euphoric things. And and so this thought can be like, well, I'm I'm better. I feel great and, and life is so good. I don't need this anymore. Well, and think about, you know, you, you were on the, we, we both were at just in a, in a joyful time yeah. in our lives. You're, you're getting married. Oh, yeah. We're excited to start our life. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's just our, I, our engagement. I loved being engaged. I mean, we, yeah. we just had fun. We had fun planning. We, we didn't argue about anything. I mean, we just agreed yeah. on, I mean, what I wanted, we both, I mean, everything was, it was never, I want this, but I didn't want it. You know, we just, yeah. we, everything, well, that's what I want too. Well, that's what I want, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, yeah. that's where a lot of times you can get your guard down oh, too, yeah. is that you're in a place where it does feel yeah, so good. You're joyful mm-hmm. and things are going your way and, you know. And. And so that's when I made a very, very poor decision. And, um, you know, I I had gone, I had an appointment with a psychiatrist and I was supposed to wean off the medication because I felt like I was fine. I didn't need it. Um, And so he said, "Okay, well, you can try that. Well, I didn't do my part. And when the, when that, when the previous dosage that I had from the pharmacy ran out, I just never refilled it. Mm -hmm. And 
And so that was in... That's January, February. February. Yeah. It would have been the first of February. Married. So about a month. And we were on, you were honest with me about it, too. Yeah. I mean, I think... Um, later on that was a lot of people question that was a big question that a lot of people asked me was did you know did he keep mm-hmm. this from you and um but you didn't I mean we we talked about everything and um for me it was I, I had never been a you know I've never really been around anyone or to my knowledge unless they just never opened up about it but just really not around someone who struggled with mental health or um or even was on medication it just wasn't i mean it wasn't really in my family um you know my my background just wasn't really talked about and you know because we are a bible believing church and we believe in healing and and um you know, I just, it, it, my, my experience and my knowledge um, was, you know, praying and believing for breakthrough through anxiety, depression, you know, any, any type of, of illness, mental or physical, you know. And so for me to hear you have such faith that, you know, that you don't feel that you should be on this, that you feel like that you're not the man you were five years ago and that you've progressed and don't feel like you need this medication. My initial reaction wasn't to say, are you to question that? Because I wanted to trust you. I wanted, I didn't know. I I didn't know you five years ago. I'd never walked through that, never saw you. So I had no knowledge or understanding of the right questions to ask Mm -hmm. um unlike now but then i did not and i just wanted to have faith and believe with you and um i just supported you i said okay but i i did say this which was one thing we had to work through was um how how you did it because i did have enough knowledge to say you need to do it the right way but that was a, a mistake on your part or just in the situation of just cold turkey yeah. cutting it and in the rush of mm. our lives and the wedding um you know and i'm not with you 24 7 no. because we're not together we um and so i'm not unlike being your wife and being able to see you every day I was only seeing you after work, you know, when we would plan or have a date or something. Um, and so I didn't know if you were taking your, I wasn't asking. And again, my brain is about everything we talked about was about the wedding and about marriage. So there was no follow-up. There was just that one conversation and I just trusted you. I trusted that you knew what you were doing. So I, I just tried to support you in that. Mm-hmm. So, all of that's happening in the background, and I remember uh, we're we're getting ready for the wedding. Exciting! I I remember early March, maybe late February, uh, sometime early spring before 
either before March or something, I remember somebody saying, what's coronavirus or, or something? I remember... I honestly had not heard... I, I don't watch the news very... I mean, I, I watch more of the news now and news things now than I did back then yeah. in 2020. But I really was had no idea what this yeah. was. So I, I remember I was in the... Um, I was in the green room at church and somebody was like, whoa, look at this. And they're like, pulled up a video of, of like somewhere in China, people being dragged away with people in hazmat suits. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. You know, that'll never come over here. And that, that will, you know, and it's this, yeah. this kind of, we, we've been saying the word plan, planning, plan. And, uh, we had our plan. I had even my plan with the, when it came to my mental health and my, my life after that. And what I thought that God had already done, you know. So looking over there going, oh, I'm sure that's just something that's so sad for those people in China. Um, God, I hope that doesn't happen over here. And then, you know, we all... Everybody can remember March of 2020 yes. and we're counting down the days to our wedding. And it just seems like the news keeps getting worse and numbers keep getting worse. And we're not going to get into Well, and I believe states were already starting to shut states down. States were already shutting down around us. And especially up north. And we're, areas. we're going like, oh gosh, okay. You know, we're two weeks out. People that are coming from my family, my friend, my family friends from out of state are are can't make it, can't make it and won't. Yeah, saying I'm so One sorry. One of my bridesmaids, um, yeah. good friend, family, a good friend of mine is from Oklahoma, was in Oklahoma at the time, and um, you know wasn't just decided to not risk it, knowing yeah. her husband and her child, yeah. and um, you know I had to respect that, yeah. and I did, and it was it was. So things began to start getting disappointing because slowly by, you know, slowly people started declining, saying they're not going to make it. They don't want to risk traveling, being around a big group of people. Um, so it, so then you start kind of worrying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we realized that we may not have a honeymoon. We got that call the week of not knowing if we could go to Mexico. Yeah. So all of this is happening. Uh, we have a really tough conversation even during the week with my parents, and they were heartbroken. I remember when they had the conversation, just just kind of pleading with 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 me, with us, saying there's just like Rima and the Granetti aren't going to be able to come, and and just there's a lot of there was so much unknown and uncertainty. And a lot of fear already because we didn't know. We nobody, nobody knew. Um, and so then we had a tough conversation with your parents, and it's just the planning. Like every everybody, everybody on all sides. It's like the dream. This yeah. this dream. We didn't want to. I mean, and you, we didn't want to come to reality that not only my dream was dying but you know that conversation was so hard with my parents the night before I mean they packed the trailer they were like we're going through with this um 
you know, and we had a lot more people on my side of the family that they're like, we're still coming. Most of our local friends were still coming. It was just, but, you know, I felt sad for the fact of people in your life because it's not just my wedding. You're, it's important that some people that, especially your grandparents and, you know, so that was a hard decision to even come to grips with, but, um, you know, they, it was just, it was even hard to talk about, well, hey, we may not even have the wedding, but we'll still get married. We just need a notary and we'll just say something and we can always celebrate later. I mean, it, we didn't even want us to even say in that was very painful. Um, and so we just decided the night before, it was on a Wednesday, that we were going to do it because until until we got the call that it would be shut down we were going to move forward and so that's what we did yes and then on thursday uh that would have been the 19th of march 2020 at two o'clock the governor of the state we live in came out and said that she was immediately Yes, not giving us not, not hey on Friday or next Monday or whatever it was immediately this is these what do they call them protocols or uh, guide what what did they call them when they were putting those things into effect it was mandated mandates that's what it was yeah. um, and so they did the mandates first it was no less than 25 people can be in a space mask but jobs and businesses were to shut down be shut down immediately. And I was in the nail salon and I just finished my nails <laughs> and my toes for the wedding. Yeah. It was crazy. Yes. And my parents had literally just pulled in to Montgomery with the trailer for a 200 plus wedding, yeah. possibly. Probably had gone down to 150 with everybody canceling on your side. But still, we were having this thing and... Yeah, I called you in hysterics. Mm -hmm. You left your job, and then we had to figure out what to do. Yeah, there was a, a, so, man, that's, that itself is, you know, that's so much for, for a lot of us. Uh, And it's a lot for me, but I know for my wife and you that there was a lot of trauma with that that and you were not alone and you you said that you know and every time that you'd say it i'd say no you need to feel this don't don't just go well i'm not feel- yeah i know other brides no it's like feel it it's okay <laughs> well you know I, I don't i don't like to my tendency is not to deal with it <laughs> and i have to work on that yeah i have to work on that i have to work on the because um I'm naturally a others first before myself and somebody always has it worse than me. And so I lessen what I'm going through. So, and that normally, but I work through it. So it's a progress. I always work through that. So we, um, man, we, we got married on the Saturday. Still God blessed us with, and he did, and even venue. even in all of it, I think it, it was so fast 
that you don't process what you're the actual weight of it mm-hmm. um there was a lot of emotions a lot of um a lot of crying but we just rallied together we mm-hmm. prayed I, I thank god for you because i felt that you were one of the strongest in my family mm-hmm. you know and it's not it's no it's, it's nothing against my parent i love them and they are so solid, but to see my dad, mm. and I and I've told him this, you know, he's always been the solid, like he holds it together. Mm. I've never seen my dad so broken. Um, and I've seen a few cases, but this has been a while since I've seen, and I and I know now why. It's because you know here's his baby girl, and um, and I've dreamed of this day. I mean, I've been, and I think that's why. That's what. I had to wrestle with the Lord about because I felt almost this here I am God where I have been faithful to you I have been your servant I have been I've kept myself pure I'm a woman of integrity you know while all the other girls were going through relationship after relationship or making bad choice like I was true to you and I pursued you first and I prayed for this man and like I was like I deserve this Mm -hmm. like I deserve to have this Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and and all and and humanly it's like those are those emotions that are because of my flesh Mm -hmm. and my feelings and my emotions but now through even processing a lot of that is realizing like hey like being a good person and checking all the boxes does not mean that I'm entitled and privileged over anybody. Yeah. Especially if, if God never did another thing for me, his cross and, and him dying on the cross for my sins, and that's enough. You know, everything else is just the added blessings. Yes. And it was not his, his, what's the word I'm looking for? It was, it was not a punishment. No that this happened to us and to so many others that had weddings that had um graduations and prom and and women that were given birth and you know then you think of all the people that lost loved ones during this Mm -hmm. this next that year that couldn't even be with them and the hot i mean like so many things happened and to 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 be at that point of uh where i was um, and I had to realize, like, I did not, just being those things did not give me the privilege or prevent me from going through hardship, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, because life happens. Yeah. Life happens. And we're, we're not going to be exempt from testing or hardship. And that was just one one of them. But... You know, we, we banded together. It was a beautiful day. We were still able to celebrate with our family. Mm-hmm. I still wore my dress and, right. you know, it was it's still beautiful. able, it was very beautiful. We were able to put, mind you, we were the first to put I, our I, wedding I on too. Facebook, but although we did very, not get the credit. I was very, I was very upset with a we local, with a local news channel that put one that like, like, three weeks later and they're like they're doing it on facebook and uh, they're they're so innovative and i was just like what 
we did it the, the weekend it happened. There's so much going on. Anyways, I thought, you know, and that's me, you know, I'm, I'm all about, yeah. you know, I, I'm competitive. So, <laughs> no, but, but we, we did so pray. We pray. prayed. And, and I, and, and I felt like the Lord had put into my heart and my, our prayer was that we wanted our wedding to be a testimony of the goodness of God. Yes. And his redemption because of our story and because of everything and, and that God had already done and that, you know, the prayer was that God would use it to just even bring people, draw people to him, touch, heal. Um, and in fact, he did that even through everything that we went through. On, on those days, the comments that we got back from the way in which we um, we were able to send out messages through the platform we uh, did our invitations through to all the guests. And even through that, we were able to encourage people in the midst of it yes. and, and just to really say, hey, God's in control and, and just uh, to not put the focus on negative in the moment um, and the wedding as well, man, just uh, so many people have that, that either watched it live and watched it later on said, man, I tell you that there was, I've never seen a wedding like this. There was, it was just the, the, the spirit of God, like it, it was there, like, and, and there was so much peace and, and just the, the worship and, and the, the thing that was surrounding it and just so it was really cool on the on the back side of that to go, wow, God, you answered our prayer. Yeah. Not in the way that we it wasn't in the expected. way we expected. Again, like we had our plan yeah. and we do that like we humanly we, we have our plans, but sometimes our plans is not yeah. ultimately where God is going to be taking us. Yeah. And I remember the dance with my dad and that was oh lord um i still get emotional thinking about it but um did a sweet time with him and i remember him oh, get emotional i remember him saying um like you know baby girl like you know again tell me I'm beautiful and you know just let just loving me in that moment and just saying um you know was this I hope this was your dream. And um, I said, no, it wasn't like, I said, no, it wasn't, it wasn't my dream, but God gave me a new dream. Mm. And f for what's happened, this, this, this was perfect. Yeah. This was perfect. Um, and it may have not been, again, what I wanted or dreamed, but I still married the man of my dreams and I still married my best friend. And at the end of the day, that's what, and, and really the people that were there, they were our, our family and they're the ones that are sticking. They're going to stick by us no matter what. And that's, and the right, the people that were there were the right people to celebrate with us at that time. And, um, it was a new dream. Yeah. It's a new dream. And um, 
So yeah. no matter how we did it, because a marriage is not is not defined by the wedding. That's just that's the easy part. Yeah. You know, a marriage is built on what happens after. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, when the rubber meets the road, the, and you're about to walk through some the scripture some uncertainty. So the scripture that God gave me uh, this morning was Psalm 46. I've already shared this with my wife. Um, and it is such a fitting encouragement and psalm for that season and for everything that we've walked through. And when, you, when you're talking about our plans and things not going well, and as, as believers, it is tough um, to look at the state specifically of our nation. Uh, it's hard for me to see how far from God um, that we have that we've seemingly come, and uh, just from the foundations of faith, and from you know honoring God, and and so we see everything that's happened, and it's easy to to just throw our hands up and just give up and just throw in the towel and just say, well, what's the point anymore? And, um, you know, and I feel like what, what got us through that was our foundation of faith. And one of the songs we sang was, I will build my life upon your love. It's a firm foundation and I'll put my trust, you know, it's in you alone because and I will not be shaken. And it's um, such a beautiful picture. Like last time we talked about the love of God and, and how God is love and that we learn how to love because he first loved and, and that the firm foundation of Jesus. And so Psalm 46, I don't know what was going on in their world when they wrote it, but this starts out, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at daybreak. Nations are in uproar. Hello. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. 
and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And three times they repeat that the Lord Almighty is with us. And the God of Jacob is our fortress. He's our safe place. Yeah. I think it's fitting too because we we chose to you know to use the song "Build My Life" was one of our worship songs was before we started our ceremony, and then the last song, "The Blessing," yeah. had just come out with Cody and Carrie, yeah. and. Um, a part of that song is he is with you and I and I believe God used our ceremony um which is so beautiful because isn't that the picture of Christ like we are the bride of Christ and um just to have that that picture of covenant of um of unity under God and to becoming one is so powerful and that message of he is with you because we all were about to face the unknown yeah. as a country, as a nation. And so many of our family, we were in this unknown season. Yeah. And so we went immediately from, you know, seeing my family the day of our wedding and I didn't see them for another two months, Yeah, you know, two to three months that we Again, everything shut down. You know, we were blessed yeah. to be able to go off and, and have somewhat of a honeymoon um, because someone had had a cancellation at Lake Gunnersville, and God worked that out, and we were able to be be newlyweds. Yeah. But then getting back home, we were extended. I rave tease. We have extended time because yeah. now we're both not working. You were able to work from home. I was not. Yeah. Um because I was in childcare um, at the time, and I was a teacher, and so um, yeah, it just became twenty four seven. You and I in our tiny little apartment, <laughs> with the rest of the world locked away. Watching uh, what's his name, John Krasinski, put out his weekly. Um, I love those. Thing. They were great. They were good. Um, binge watched a lot of Netflix and Hulu and cleaned and organized. Yeah. And so, just yeah. So I I'm, I feel like this is a good stopping point because there is so much to be said from what we experienced and what what you experienced, babe. The trauma that you went through then. And as a woman, as a bride, to have that seemingly stripped away with the rest of the world, having everything taken, you know? And, um, and so, you know, I, I think that this is just a good encouragement to me, to all of us, and knowing that he is with you um, and that will really come in uh, next time because I know there's so much also packed into uh, what you'll hear about next time, which is a very um, a place that that I never thought 
in a million years. And, and my wife probably never imagined no. that what we would walk through when that medication that being I stopped taking at home, being stuck at home. And when that medication reached the end of it, so I think the term is half-life when you talk about that, when it finally left the system and literally that's when the bottom really dropped out. And, uh, and so we'll leave you with that, but we will also leave you with in the midst of the unknown of your lives, in the midst of wherever it is, I love in Psalm 139, it says that I can be on the, in the depths of the sea, the very farthest places on the other side of the earth, and he's right there with me. And, and so no matter what's going on in your life, and, and we experienced that specifically how God was so present in our trouble that he answered our prayer and reached maybe even more people because there would have only been 250-ish at our wedding. It would not have been streamed. But later on, to find out that it had been streamed over 1,300 times is amazing. And that they heard the gospel. They heard the name of Jesus. On your side that didn't know the Lord. Yeah. And, and just to have, wow, what what an amazing thing. So you never know when you are walking through something that seems that's a gut punch that God is still there and he's still working. And I promise you, you know, if you build your life, I love that. I will build your life, that what the song says, upon your love, and I will not be shaken. And, and that is one of the main premises of the entire Redeeming Identity podcast is going all the way back to what the Israelites would have to constantly remind themselves. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. And they would say the prayer. They would sing it out when armies would attack. They'd say, give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. When things went well, give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. And so right now, know that God is with you. He is good and his love endures. And his love will endure, which is to persevere and you will get to the other side of this, whatever it is you're walking through. We love you, and we are just so thankful that you have tuned in, and we'll see you or talk to you next time.